0: Welcome back to a Modern Man podcast. I'm your host, JD Farrell, and we are presented to you by The Modern Podcast Network. I'm sorry for the break. I'm sorry for the little absence. I've been going through some some life stuff if you haven't been following along on social media. And today I just wanted to grace you with my presence with a little short little podcast cuz I did have some things to talk to you all about I just wanted to get it out there even though I'm going through this transition moving and everything so that's why a lot of the content hasn't been getting out there as long as as well as the vlog if you haven't subscribed to that as well go follow JD Farrell on YouTube but today's podcast is going to be a little choppy and definitely a little short I just wanted to kind of give my thoughts on some things that's been going around in the world today especially starting on with Afghanistan and yes I'm maybe not the most knowledgeable person to be speaking about this, but I do have an opinion about this. And I, when I relocated during the pandemic came back to Oklahoma where I went to college, I had a lot of friends that kind of leaned on the anarchist side and they're just like with the government having all these resources and all this money and we are being so powerful. We should be able to help every country in the world. Like, that's their mentality. And I don't like their mentality. I'm more for the Trump lovers than them because they're about abolishing the government, having a new thing with a native person in charge, and just having a free enterprise to help, like a communist regime to help all countries in the world. Like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it sounds holier than thou. It sounds probable. And then, you know, friend of the podcast, Stephen Merriweather, Tech talk segment, he was talking about like no, there's been no successful communist party, like in the history of history of the communist uh political party. And I'm like, like you're kind of right. Like, even if he does I like, have an idealistic version of this party, like so it's gonna be corrupt. The party will eventually be corrupt, be run over, and be a corrupt party and it's just history repeats itself it history has shown us so i'm for the democracy i'm for the united states of america the democracy and progress and working with each other and relating back to afghanistan which he would say we need to do this we need to do this we need to but no our goal in afghanistan 20 years ago was to make sure that there was not, like, terrorists. I, again, I'm not the most knowledgeable of that, But from what I've known, from what I've heard a lot of people, is that there wasn't little uh, terrorist hideouts, kind of little setup stations, little hotspots, for them to conduct terrorist activity and to kind of form and cultivate to create different terrorist groups within Afghanistan. Like, that was our goal. We wanted to rid Afghanistan of those little terrorist groups. The goal was not to establish a democratic government in Afghanistan that had free elections that, you know, was progressive towards women, which yes, we're so pro that. I'm so pro that, but that is not our goal there. We're a Western world country with Western ideals coming into the Middle East and saying, okay, now do this, live this way, do that. We don't even have the same religion, but has underlining different values we have in life. Like I just think the goal that goal wasn't to have a democratic regime in Afghanistan, and we spent twenty years and different different fucking sources have said and inflated numbers, and that's what always happens. I would just say we spent over a hundred billion dollars in Afghanistan in twenty years. Some people like to say two trillion, which I think is ridiculous, but a lot of publications have said two trillion, and that's just what. Biden's just trying to pass a $2 trillion bill for us, but no, we'll go spend $2 trillion in another country trying to make them a free, but we we don't have infrastructure here. But no, we need to rid them of different terrorist organizations, which I think was successful. And if we spent 20 years, again, this is kind of beating a dead horse, but if we spent 20 years trying to establish this government training the afghan military training them with the american ways giving them you know helicopters guns missiles everything that needs to be an equipped afghan military after 20 years you're telling me that they were not ready to fight the taliban that we still had to stay there longer like that Our job is just to rid them of terrorist organizations. The Taliban is now just another political party. And we'll see how the Taliban works as a political party. But now it is what it is. The Afghan people didn't want to fight. They didn't want to stand. Maybe they did. I'm speaking for them, and I'm sorry for speaking out of term. I sound a little ignorant. But I'm just saying, if we train them for 20 years with the ways we're trained, maybe our guys didn't have enough heart into the training they were giving them or something like they didn't care as much, but it's standardized military training. And I feel like we did the best we could there. And this is a metaphor that some people may like, some people may not like, but think of the child services. Was it DHS department of home services, something like that. But if you are, you know, doing drugs, have drugs around the kid, a bunch of needles, heroin, you know, kind of coke out. Maybe the baby was born with meth. Kind of, they could uh, test it. And you're also beating and hurting your child. Okay. DHS comes in, steps in, removes the kid from the situation, assesses the situation. Make sure that you are not endangering that kid's life. But here's what that social worker and DHS, what they're not supposed to do. All right, say that person got clean, but you know, like I have a glass of wine every now and then. And you know, maybe every day has a glass of wine. There's nothing against the law that says if you take your kids to school every day, feed them and they're okay, healthy, you can't have a glass of wine every single day. There is nothing wrong with that. But maybe the social worker in DHS doesn't like that. You can't remove the kid because you don't like that they're drinking a glass of wine. Like that is not your goal. Your goal is just to make sure that they are not endangering the welfare of the child. Maybe say you're super religious and they're atheist, or maybe they're Islamic or something. You cannot remove the child from that situation because you want them teaching this type of beliefs. And I feel like that's kind of what some people are thinking the goal in Afghanistan was. No, the goal was just to make sure that there was not terrorist establishments in the country. Just like when you remove a child from their parents, you're just making sure that their parents are not endangering the welfare of that child. You're not supposed to put any type of your own beliefs and teachings and morals and ethics on. T- I mean, you can try to tell the parent, like, you know, give them some wisdom from your point of view, but it's up to them whether they want to listen to it. If they're clean, if that kid is fed, if that kid has a roof over its head and is not in any danger, then that, then that, that child should be with its parent. All right. I don't see you going over to each little lion and cub and all these foxes and making sure they're, you know, being perfect parents. I know we're getting sidetracked because those are different animals, but Hey, the thing's alive, the thing's alive. Okay. Don't be pushing your beliefs on anyone else. The next thing in the public, I kind of want to talk on because it's been a few weeks and it's been growing rampant rampant through oh of course a lot of the world because a lot of the world doesn't have vaccine isn't as, as privileged as america but now it's ramping through america it's been the talk of the summer it's the pandemic of the unvaccinated with delta the delta variant and this relates i'm a first touch on coronavirus and the delta variant and then it kind of relates into kind of this whole, the moratorium and unemployment and yada, yada. But my first thing is kind of, maybe not a public service announcement or anything like that, but it's kind of, I'm asking why. All right. We asked the, the vaccine has been available for all adults since April, anywhere in the country, April. April, March, June, July, August. It's been five months, people. It's two weeks in between. Like, and just having, I mean, I'm ashamed of how many friends I have that haven't gotten the vaccine yet. And and this is the thing. It's the 25 to, like, or 18 to uh, 40-year-olds, you know, healthy and peak of life, maybe got it and didn't get that bad of symptom. But they're like, I got it. And even if I did get a little sick, but I already got it and I have the antibody, so why get the vaccine? Just get the vaccine. Like, you got all your other vaccines. Just get the vaccine. But because all these people aren't getting the vaccine, that's starting this pandemic of the unvaccinated. And now we're moving to mass mandates. It's first starting in New York and California and coming through the winter. Like, I thought it feels like deja vu. I'm like, no, this was last year, this situation with schools opening. But it's the same situation because... People are not getting their vaccines. And again, I don't want to push anything onto anyone, but it's more just do it for the public, for the betterment of the public. So we can get, so we can just go back to normal. Like we are real there. So now they're asking those who are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, To start wearing a mask again mainly around people who are unvaccinated but they're saying even indoors with vaccinated people I don't know about that one but there's if you're indoors even with unvaccinated people or outdoors around unvaccinated people they want you wearing a mask again now and my thing to that is okay If we have vaccinated people wearing masks and um, the unvaccinated people, I don't think they're going to go back because these people didn't even, because I have some people who think, no, the people that got the vaccine weren't wearing masks and that's why they got the vaccine so they didn't have to wear a mask and people that are wearing masks aren't getting the vaccine because they're happy wearing the mask. And I'm like, no, that's, that's not from what I've seen. What, from what I've seen is people who wear masks were the first to get a vaccine. And the people who weren't wearing masks weren't wearing masks. And then as soon as the mask mandates were released, the people that didn't want to wear a mask but did didn't get the vaccine and weren't wearing masks. And now they're like, fuck no, I'm not going to go back to wearing a mask. So we're going to have people who don't want to get the vaccine not wearing a mask and not vaccinated. And we're going to have people who got the vaccine wearing a mask. And I'm like, what, what, what solution does this solve? It does limit a little bit of a spread, but you're mainly worried about the people unvaccinated spreading. I'm like, cause these people are like, no, fuck this. We've lived this. I'm not going back to this. Like I can guarantee you, like these people are, that's why there's a people have made mandates and law oh fucking governor de santos over trying to be trump 2.0 in florida really fighting i mean oklahoma did the same thing here texas doing the same thing they are saying you it is illegal to have a mask mandate in schools which is i can see removing the mask mandate but saying it's illegal illegal And the funny thing is that these governors send their kids to private schools that require masks. It's so hypocritical. It's so political. It's so fucking funny. It's so fucking funny. But And then my thing is about kind of public perception. Why would these unvaccinated people who don't want to get the vaccine five months when it's been available to them, who don't want to wear masks, so now you're going to tell them, even if you get the vaccine, which we're like begging you to do, we still asking you to wear a mask. Like what? They'll be like, what? So I can be like the b- bad guy, the dumb guy, and just not wear a mask. Or I can get a vaccine that, according to them, is a microchip or might give them superpowers or kill them. So they take that risk. And then they still have to wear a mask. I'm just saying, what are we we trying to achieve in the public? Just think about that logically. Like these people already don't want to do the things you're asking them to do. And now you're trying to get them to do something more? Like, just, yeah. And then on to the unemployment thing and the moratorium. Unfortunately, it's hard. I feel like the moratorium had to end eventually. Just like unemployment has to end eventually. But kind of my problem with this and my touch on this, I don't want to get too much on that and it's like forcing people out of their homes because no one likes to hear someone say, yeah, like this has to end. But it's the grace. And you know grace, it's giving people mercy, being respectful, understanding. I feel like people have given businesses grace throughout this entire pandemic. They've understood with like uh different products being able to come in, being having things open, things being out of stock, having employees, just everything. They they give so many businesses grace. But no one really gives these employees grace that have gone through the same period. And like, yeah, they're like, oh, but they've gotten all this money, all this money on unemployment and just doing nothing and just doing nothing. Well, think about it. All these businesses got this pandemic, got these grants, you know what I mean? All these businesses got grants from the government to pretty much stay open and do nothing. So just as these employees we're getting paid to stay home and do nothing. Businesses were getting sent pandemic unemployment insurance to be open and do nothing. And you're giving them grace. So that's kind of just what I've noticed. And I know we're kind of 18 months after this, but in the 18 months after the math, that's what I've noticed a lot is that people are still consistently giving businesses grace for staffing it. Cause almost every especially restaurant, especially restaurant or type of service, this type, you know, customer based service, uh, business is literally a startup. So a startup, you know, you have 10 employees, like maybe 40 is how many you need to run a restaurant, but you have 10 and you do like three, four days a week, you know, eight hours a day, just training on the menu Everything, Uh, do practice waiting. You food menu test uh, constantly. Drinks alcohol, and you're just constantly drilling that in. And that's your like startup team. And then you start hiring new people. And then after a couple months, you're a couple more people. And then like half that starting crew is kind of probably gone because a couple months. You know there's that turnover. So you have every single. Customer service, especially restaurant-based business doing this. Being literally a startup, a, opening a brand new restaurant after the pandemic. And you're giving them grace. But what about the other side? The employee, Like the mentality, you don't know the psychological thing that has meant from just stay home. Just stay home, do nothing. And maybe these aren't always the most driven people. Maybe these are, don't have the best, best work ethic. I'm just saying... Give them grace. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not saying 18 months after the beginning they should still be in whatever position they're in. But just what I've noticed is we give these businesses so much grace. Still, I've been out there. I see when people come to the restaurant I've worked at and the bar I've worked at and when I go out to other bars, people are constantly giving the establishment grace. But no one's giving the, employees that were kind of the bottom feeders of this any grace still like why are you unemployment why don't you but you're you're just seeing it as just a singular point of view so just think about that give a little give everyone some grace because we don't know what's happening we don't know where it's going and People are affected different ways. And this has affected a lot of people in a negative way. As well, a lot of people in a positive, but just give, give someone some grace today. That's it. That's all we have for you today on a Modern Man podcast. I hope you checked out Brianna Donnell. She, she came back with Maddie talking about her adoption. On a Modern Woman podcast every Monday. That's my girl, Brie. Fargo Watch Party is coming back soon. We just we took a little break after season two. And then, you know, life happened in transition. You know, can't be glued in on Fargo right now. But that should be coming back very soon. But you're going to see Stephen Merriweather. He's going to join me for Tech Talk coming up soon, I believe, on the next podcast. And then that'll be us next week. Give somebody some grace this week. We'll have win. We'll be back with a win segment next week. I hope you had plenty of wins in your life. You know, win is something that you intentionally sought out to achieve, and you achieved it. So have as many wins as you can today, and then have as many wins as you can tomorrow. But each day is just a, a new journey. And I'll talk to you on my journey next Wednesday. I'm JD Farrell and this is the Modern Man podcast. We're presented to you by the Modern Podcast Network and the modern.fm. Give me some grace, y'all.